Today on the Dig Podcast, I am speaking to Gemma Murphy. Gemma is all things Jack Murphy Jewelers, and Jack Murphy Jewelers is leading the way in their field for sure. They're in a multi-award winning family business, and they're bucking the trend on the high street as they've, as they've grown an already established um, bricks and mortar business on Hill Street into an additional 2,760 square foot of retail space and office space. They are absolutely incredible at what they do. On the podcast today, I'm speaking to Gemma, who is the daughter and business partner of the famous Jack. Gemma is first and foremost a leader. I have seen that through my work with her in the past. She's also a visionary. She looks at her business in a way that everyone should, I believe. She's always seeking opportunity and pushing the boundaries. And I wanted you all to hear from her today, as I know she's going to inspire you to look at your business a whole lot differently. Welcome to the Dig Podcast Series 5. I can't believe I'm even saying that. Time is going so quickly. I am your host, Caroline O'Neill. And if you've recently found the Dig Podcast, it means you're ready to embrace the challenging yet rewarding world of business. I'm not afraid to ask those entrepreneurs, leaders and visionaries just how they have achieved that success. We need to know. So join me as we are challenged and inspired on the Dig Podcast. If you enjoy an episode, please remember to screenshot and share on social, tagging Dig for Success so we can connect and I can reshare. So welcome to the Dig Podcast, Gemma. Thank you, Caroline. I'm delighted to be here. Oh my God, I'm delighted. So for anyone um, that maybe wasn't following me, I actually worked with Gemma and the team at Jack Murphy and I'm wearing my my necklace today um, and I wear it every single day, my mama necklace um, that I um, got from you guys and my whole time working with you actually made me follow your journey even more, Gemma, because it's such a special business and team you have there. So I'm, yeah. I want everybody on the big podcast to hear just why it's so special, but Tell us, Gemma, it's established 50 years, but obviously you haven't always been there. There was no. someone great before you. So do you want to tell us a wee bit of background? Yes, no problem. So um, my dad um, started the business. My parents were partners. So both my mum and dad established the business in 1972. So we celebrated 50 years in business this year. Um, they started in Downpatrick. That's where they're originally from. But they settled in Uri. So we have been a family business. My dad is going to be 80 this year so he has a wealth of experience he went into the trade when he was only 13 and he started as a watchmaker and an apprentice so uh, I am the youngest of four children and nobody had gone into the family business we all had set our careers and then we my parents had decided to retire they were going to sell the business this was about um, 14 years ago and I was a social worker. I always wanted to be a social worker. I was always in the caring field. I didn't even work in the shop when I was younger. I was pulled in from time to time, but from a young age, I had always worked in a caring role. And the recession hit. Mum and dad had just put the business onto the market. They had a buyer lined up, and the recession hit. The banks weren't lending money. So I had decided that I would support my mum and dad. I'd come in part-time. So I worked as a residential social worker. So I did a couple of 24-hour shifts as a social worker and then worked in the shop nine to five the rest of the days. And the plan was just to, to get them through, to, to get the shop through the recession, and then they could put the shop back on the market when things settled. Uh, but I absolutely fell in love. I seen my dad's drive and passion, which I had never really had a true insight until that time. And I decided to to give up my career that I'd 
studied and worked hard for it it was difficult it took me a while to really let go I did both for a few years and then I just decided to give my all to, to Jack Murphy Jewelers and um, my older brother followed suit then five years ago and left his career and came and joined the business too five years ago so it um, yeah a lot has happened and uh, I'm not where I thought I was going to be but I am so happy in what I do. That's amazing and things have changed so much so your dad obviously doesn't work there anymore and you came in and things weren't running the way they are now in loads of different aspects but what what has changed over the time that you've been there? I know a lot, but I mean, <laughs> give a broad overview. Yeah, just. so uh, we were always kind of um, the higher end of the of the retail jewellery. So we, we always specialised in diamond rings. Uh, but when I first started in the shop, we didn't do silver. We didn't do branded jewellery. And I felt it was kind of when Pandora was, was really at its peak. So... I felt that some people were maybe intimidated or, or nervous to come into our store. And for me, uh, the buying tr trend had changed and people were getting engaged older. So generations ago, people got engaged 19, 20, 21, like my parents. But now people were getting married or were having their careers and working and getting married older. So I wanted to identify and build relationships with people at a, a younger age. So I thought it was important that we had some fashion jewellery and branded jewellery so that we got to know customers before it came to buy and engage rings. Uh, it was important to get our name out there and create social media to, to have a platform. And I suppose that was one of the first changes. And I have no business background. I have no marketing background, but... It was very much just learning on the go and looking to see what other people are, are doing in other industries and how we could bring that to our store. So we introduced branded jewellery. We started doing events. We started to work with other people in a similar industry um, and get our name out there. And my dad is still very much involved in the business, just not in storage. You know, you would rarely see him in the shop, but every day he does a little bit of something. He, he is... It's his baby and yeah. always will be his baby. Um, but yes, he calls me the boss, which is very appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> He's no longer the boss. I know. So, um, but you definitely are the boss. But I seen in the time that I was working with you, your team don't look at you that way. Not in a disrespectful yeah. way, but I mean, you're like one of them on the ground. Talk to me about the team because there's yeah. a lot of businesses listening and their teams are growing, maybe fearful of the growth factor as well, but their teams are growing. But a team is so important, isn't it, that word? What yes. Tell me about that and then Jack Murphy, what yeah. that means. Yeah, so if you take the team out of teamwork, it's merely work. So to me, it's all about um, being in it together. So I think maybe the social work background helped me with that. Um, my dad isn't an easy person to work for. So when I first came in, it had its challenges. Um, it was, it, we are very loyal. We have a lot of long, long committed loyal staff. We have people with us that are 28 years, 22 years, 19 years, 16 years. But as we grow, we've had to bring in new team members um, and make sure that they fit and they're part of part of the family. So for me, it's very important that when we recruit or we take somebody on, that they're part of our values, part of our culture, part of our core. And I think that's very important when you're growing your business, that you don't take somebody on just for the sake of it. We have struggled and tried to manage and make do just until we find the right person. So rather than taking somebody wrong into the business and that's where maybe we've done things where I've done the social media until we were ready to to take somebody on to to let somebody do that role and um, but for me 
we all work and grow together. We understand that people are humans first and resources second. That's crucial to me. Everybody has a life outside of work and you have to understand that. And I understand that hugely. I have a child with special needs. I have two children and my child has such complex needs that on a day-to-day basis I don't know whether I'm going to be able to go to work. I might be called a collector. But everybody has a story outside of work. And our team, it's not just management, it's the entire team that support each other and help each other whenever somebody's sick, when somebody has a parent that has a hospital appointment, when a child has a sports day. We try our utmost to support and help each other to, to be part of our family to be there to be able to have a job and have a family and to have a life outside of work so for me that's crucial as a business to remember that your team are your most important asset and that they are humans first resources second so true and I guess a lot of people become deflated within their workplace when the people that are perhaps running the business don't have that mindset and at the end of the day, we're doing all of this for our family. So if yeah. home isn't working because of life being stressful at work, it just has a big knock-on effect to everything, doesn't it? It does. It's so important that people want to come to work. And that's where I think the pandemic has hugely changed. Uh, 24% of people left retail during the pandemic. And 70% of retail can't reach its full potential because of staff shortage. There's a huge lack of talent out there. But we were so lucky that we not only retained our entire team during the pandemic, but we grew by 25%. Um, And I know that is due to the hard work and building our culture, building on our values, building on our team, listening, bringing the team on the journey with us. It's, It's so important to communicate people don't like change so as long as they're aware of the change and they're part of the change that they have they feel more involved that they're they're more bought into the business and for me our entire team want the business to succeed it's not just me it's not just me trying to drive Jack Murphy Jewelers it's our entire team and when we were closed all we had was our people we had to reopen we had to try and recuperate in retail was hugely affected by COVID but our people were incredible they were ready to adapt to change to get stuck in to come back with a bang Mm -hmm. so we were able to we offered virtual appointments Mm -hmm. and some of our team had never used Zoom had never used an iPad were not comfortable did not want did not like the idea of it but did it and did it so well. We converted 92% of our virtual appointments into sales. And there was very few people doing it. So it was all about survive or thrive. And that's the thing we're always trying to strive. How can we be better? What can we do? It's not just me doing that. It's the entire team that are saying, what about this? What about that? So you said to me in our conversation when we were talking about what we were going to cover in the podcast, that you treat, and I love this because of my retail background, Retail is a career. Yes. But people, in inverted commas, on the ground, some people don't view it as a career. Therefore, people that are moving into it don't feel like they're in a valued position. But that's not the way it should be because you work so damn hard in retail, right? Absolutely. That's that's crucial for me. I feel that Jack Murphy Jewelry is very much a career. And when when we're recruiting, it's I want somebody to come and come for life. I want them to progress. I want them to be able to serve and show fashion jewellery, then deal with wedding ring couples, then learn diamonds, and then really grow within the business. There's, like, the team would tell you, like, every day in our shop, you're challenged, you're you're mentally exhausted because you work so hard on a day-to-day basis. But that gives you such satisfaction. So you're able to help 
you're privileged to be part of such a special experience. So in, in jewellery and retail, you're with people when they get engaged, when they get married, when they get maternity rings, the birth of a child. You build a relationship and they come back. They're your customers, your clients. But for us, we, like, we don't do individual targets. We work as a team. We work to the shop's targets. We work to give the customer the best possible experience and we help and support each other in doing that. So when I somebody comes into our store, I would want them to be there for life. I want them to, to grow and to see how they can be supported, how they can develop, how they can be skilled and that they're there as a career. You can sense, like I'm not only saying that, but you can sense that when you walk in that that, that ethos is there. And now when you're explaining how that's happened, you can see why it's been a process from the very start, from the minute that you're recruiting, that they feel like they're part of it. So I guess just to inspire other people who are possibly thinking of a career in retail, first of all, this is something very valued and very, it's hard work, just like every other career. Yeah. So um, I loved whenever you said that to me, but you're talking a lot there about customer experience. And this is like experience is the buzzword at the moment. But there's a lot of people not embracing that. But you guys were embracing it before it was even a buzzword. Absolutely. Yeah. So what is the customer? Like why? Like there is something special about the minute you walk in. How have you created that? So um, to me, customer experience is is so important. It's you want to leave an impression. You want people to remember, especially because we are part of such special moments. But it's in every aspect of life. So anybody in business really needs to think about the customer experience. It's something that I have hummed into for years and have been, like before we had even extended, I already had the vision. I knew what I wanted, where I wanted. I had everything to a T and didn't even know that I was going to extend the shop. But I just always am forward thinking, I always trying to think of what's next. So we took on the new unit and it wasn't an easy decision. Do you know, every time I make a decision, I have to think of the team it's calculated risks so people have mortgages people have families so when we're making a decision to extend and take on a new unit and all the extra overheads it, it wasn't a light decision but I knew that our team was growing and our business is growing so we needed to grow our environment we needed to have a bigger unit we needed to have a it was so important that the customer experience was enhanced, but also the, the experience for the team. We had such a small office. It was very difficult to work in. We had such a small kitchen, whereas now we have such beautiful office space. We have a conference room. We have huge office space. Like it, We have grown because our environment has grown. And for me, the customer experience was crucial to that as well. I wanted somebody to come in and just have the wow factor that they felt comfortable coming through the door firstly that it wasn't intimidating it's getting the balance of giving the wow factor about somebody feeling warm and welcome to come in so it's just trying to to follow trends to make sure that the shop doesn't become dated that so we have beautiful flowers and bright lights and open windows but again with the jewelers we had to have open windows but in a way that you can't be seen. You don't want somebody to spot you and look at an engage rings. So we have beautiful private booths with curtains and doors so that so that you can have privacy and consultations with our with our staff. So it was all about trying to to be the best that we can be, to use the best of the space to to give that feel that you could be anywhere in the world. So we're on Hill Street, we're right in the heart of Newry, but you could feel like you're in New York, New York or London. It means so much to me to have a partner for the podcast which has the same values and mission as me. And that's definitely the case for our partner, Evolve. 
I want you to listen to their mission and how they can help you grow as an entrepreneur. Evolve is a community for female entrepreneurs and leaders across the island of Ireland that has been created and funded by Taris's Enterprises, who believe passionately in business for good. Evolve's mission is to enable you to step into your power and realize your full potential by inspiring you, educating, connecting, and as part of the Evolve community, you will be part of the movement to lift women up and achieve true equality of opportunity. The Evolve Academy will provide a series of face-to-face masterclasses and mentoring. The Evolve Trailblazers and Founders series tell the stories of inspiring women who are paving the way. And the Evolve Library is your first stop online hub, providing a packed resource library to progress your entrepreneurial or leadership journey. Join our community today on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook or Twitter and at evolvewomen.org. Applications are now open for the very first intake of the Evolve Academy. Take the opportunity today to realise your full potential. Evolve, empowering women to be women of power. And you definitely do. So down to the decor, the furniture, like you source those beautiful units yeah. from like different countries to give that feel and all. So those big things, but but it's the small things as well. So that cup, that cup you give me, I yeah. never forget it. Like and the macaroons and yeah. the, like those are things that if businesses are listening and they're thinking, oh well, that's Jack Murphy Jewelers and they've been in business fifty years and we can't. But you can give someone something. It's- it's fine in the balance. So it yes, is. we we do have some things that are more expensive, but then next to it we have things like that cup was from Tesco's. It's trying to find the balance of what is oh the cup was from Tesco's. Yeah, is that what you said. Yeah. Sorry, okay. The cup was from yeah. Tesco's. So I know, but it was a gorgeous cup, yeah. and I felt like a queen sitting <laughs> in the booth drinking out of that cup, and I thought. It's just that we touch. Yeah, so it's a small thing. So like something simple, we have little diamond cookies and they're made freshly every week and they're dropped in for our customers and so we can give the coffee with the little cookie. But like we, it's it's all about trying to manage how much you spend and what you get in return. But for me, you know, the customers that are, are in booking their appointment to, to look at engage rings, it's so important that they the small touches really add to the experience. We offer champagne, but we buy the little mini bottles so that we don't have huge wastage. So we open the bottle when the customer comes in. So it's it's just trying to get the balance, but definitely customers pick up on the small things and, and that's what's so important. You don't need to spend a lot of money to give good customer service. You just need to get things right. And sometimes just ask the customers. That's the beauty of your social media platform. You you get a feeler for what should you do or shouldn't you do if you're not sure. Do a poll, ask the questions. So sometimes you just need to look at things from a, from a different angle, step back. That's what I say. Like when you go to a hairdresser's and you're handed a cup of coffee, it's it's absolute gold. So gold. Why why wouldn't you want one when you're in for I a one hour consultation? I know. And even in the hair, like there will be lots of hairdressers, beauticians yeah. listening. And I know in my hairdressers through COVID, they weren't allowed to do that yeah. anymore. And then we see whenever they were allowed to, and she give. Like I said, oh my God. And she's like, really? Does it mean that much? And I said, yes. this is the only cup I'm going to get today that is not cold. Yes, so yes. exactly. So you're right. Just small wee things that don't cost a lot can add to the journey. And that's definitely what goes on at Jack Murphy. Like if you haven't been, like as Gemma said, everyone's welcome to have a browse around. I definitely recommend, even if you're not ready to buy at this time, to go in and see what she's talking about. Um, it's worth the trip. So what 
like I've, I've said here, like you've been on a journey, obviously you were a social worker and then you came in and helped to change the business around to the modern day that we're now in. But it hasn't came without challenges, right, Gemma? Absolutely. Yeah. And I didn't know any of this until we were talking on the podcast. Um, but you do talk openly about it and you're happy to share today. So tell us about the challenges because we all have them. Yeah, so different for everybody, obviously. I was just talking about um, a talent when I was speaking to you on the phone. And I was talking about how in business often IQ is so important when people are recruiting. They look to see their exam results or how they did in school. But but until recently, many people didn't know this, but I have the spelling ability of a six-year-old and the reading ability of a seven-year-old. Now, obviously, I haven't had my last assessment since I was 21, but I don't think a huge amount is going to change in the past few years. But yeah, so... Uh, like I find in school, I find everything is difficult. Reading something, trying to even trying to communicate here today, I'm probably stumbling over. I, 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 I'm stressed. I'm, I'm anxious. I'm on edge sitting here talking because I'm scared that I'm going to say something wrong or stumble. And yeah, I've got prompts here I, beside me. I know, but like, if it puts you at ease at all, you absolutely haven't. No, I'm, I'm engrossed. My, my confidence. Yes. I'm putting myself out there. I, I struggle, and you know this from your time in retail. You know, people. You, people want to know people and I struggle to put myself out there in the front of the business. Now Charlotte, uh, our marketing manager, is always, our whole marketing team is always pushing me to do that, to, to put myself out there. But I struggle with that. And that's probably confidence coming from the fact that I'm dyslexic and I'm dyspraxic. And I would have struggled in school. I would struggle um, with with English and writing. So that's what I said back at the very start when I, I started doing all different jobs and even just asking a customer for their name. Like, I have to ask them to like use spelling Caroline. I can't. I couldn't spell that. You know, my own child's name is Aoife, and I have it saved in my phone that when I hit A, it comes up automatically because she's five and I still spell her name wrong. Oh, <laughs> so that's not fun in the world of business. No. Um, and putting yourself out there, but it's so important to not be labelled and not to let a label get you down. And I never have. I've always never let it. You know, stop me. It takes me twice as long to do something, three times as long to do something, but it makes me more determined and it makes me work hard. And that's something that I really believe in, in talent and embracing all types of talent. So I would say that I'm emotionally intelligent rather than having like a high IQ. So I'm more in tune with what is going on, how people are feeling, uh, reading situations and engaging with, with the team. And that's something that I think somebody, not everybody has, and it's important to tap into that. It's so important to recognize all forms of talent and hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. And so it's it's all about trying to support people and build their confidence. And, and I understand that because I've been through that. Um, and that's something that I, uh, once I looked into it, so many entrepreneurs and people who do so well in business have also face those challenges. A lot of people may have been dyslexic or dyspraxic or, or found struggled in school or been expelled from school. I find that really interesting that it doesn't stop you. It makes you more determined. It makes you work harder and such a sense of achievement when you when you do do that. So that's that's what I've found in business anyway. It's, it's made me appreciate all forms of talent. And there's two sides, like that's absolutely unreal. And thank you so much for sharing that. But I know you sharing that, there's probably people listening going, oh my God, that's me. And I, I feel like I'm not worthy of a position because of those challenges. But I suppose as people who are trying to recruit, looking at it, 
they need to be aware yeah. as well of, them, yeah. as, of this? Absolutely. I think workplaces need to be very supportive. So I think it's known as neurodiversity. Um, and there's a lot of research coming out now. Even for us as businesses, supporting customers, making sure that websites help people and, and things like that. I think it's it's something we need to be a lot more aware of. And people are talking about it a lot more now. And, and it's all about... To me, in business, there's such a battle for talent. I think recruiters need to understand that it's not, know, just, about it's not just about the exams. It's not just about how somebody has done in school. As I said, I'm a social worker. On paper, I would make a terrible jeweler. I had no jewellery experience. I had no business experience. But I got stuck in and I covered all different aspects of the business and I earned my place as a partner. I just didn't get that handed to me. I went in and I worked hard. I was determined. I learned, I studied, I did my exams and I, I am now a partner. And that wasn't, that didn't just happen by chance. That happened because I worked hard and mm. I now know and recognize that I can lead, that I can inspire, that I can support. And it's so important that other people know that and don't let a label stop them. And it's not just like dyslexic. There's so many things that people are, hold themselves back because of something. And it's so important to just put yourself out there and, and prove that you can do it. Oh, my God. Unreal. There's so many people going to be twitching and saying, what am I going to do? I'm going to actually embrace these challenges and move forward when they hear your story, Gemma. It's unreal. Um, there's people listening now, and I know that they're in a very saturated market. Like, there's so much different types of businesses and a lot of the areas are saturated with so many different businesses but what advice would you give to a business that's listening that's struggling to stand out in their field so you know there's so many different types of businesses but so many within that so how do you stand out in your field like you guys are standing out and you've yeah. touched on it but what advice would you give to business owners well, the first thing that I say is you do you. There's nothing that upsets me more when I hear people that they focus on what their competitors are doing and what's going on around them. So for me, I focus on Jack Murphy Jewelers. What everybody else is doing is up to them. I want to see what we can do and how we can be better. And I actually love looking at other industries rather than our industry. I love to see how people are changing, evolving, trends are changing. But also surround yourself with great people and great things will happen. So that's where I've talked about your team and your culture. And that's somebody out there might work for themselves, but it's who they network with. It's who they, what podcast they listen to, even the fact if they're listening today, they're doing the right thing. So it's about trying to constantly learn and grow I'm a very much a yes person, especially when I first started out. I got stuck into everything. The people who say I'm in everything but the crib, but it's not for no reason. I, everything that I do, I do because not only does somebody else benefit from it, but I benefit from it too. It's getting that balance. So at the start, I kind of did a wee bit of everything. Now I try to find what's right for me and that I can help and support. So I have lots of different roles. And that's something that I really encourage business owners. I'm a Joe, I'm on the board of our chamber. I recently was appointed to the board of master jewellers across in the UK. So it gives me the opportunity to push myself and to grow and develop while supporting and helping others. So it's so important that you focus on you and your business, but network and learn from others. Ask for help. Somebody, if somebody was to drop me a message and ask to meet for a coffee, I would 100% ask. I would do that. And that's what's so important to be brave and learn from others but focus on your growth and your team by focusing on your business 
Amazing. Oh my God, definitely. And even I'm listening to all of that and thinking, I suppose, sometimes you get so consumed with what you're doing, you forget about the networking and the putting yourself, you're just doing your thing and you get so consumed by it. So I think we all have a lot to learn from listening to that. But Jim, I could talk to you all day. So open and honest, and that's what people need to hear and never being afraid to say, you don't know and, you know, I'm not sure how and all of that. Like I know you would definitely say that's definitely something you should do because doors open when you start yeah, to say that. Um, so where can people... Follow the Jack Murphy experience now. How can they find you and yes. what? Keep up the date with everything. So um, we're on Instagram, would be, and nearly on TikTok. Oh, yeah. Oh, sure. That's a whole other, <laughs> joys. A whole other podcast. <laughs> we'll have to follow you on TikTok, okay? So um, we're Jack Murphy Jewelers. So we're based in the heart of Newry in Newry City Centre. Um, but as I said, it's we love being part of the retail community and we love to, to learn and evolve and we love to network with people of all different um, business backgrounds so we would um, we would love to welcome anybody in store but we we are just delighted to be when I say we I know I'm here but I'm just here representing Jack Murphy Jewelers so we were delighted to be on the oh, podcast I'm today. Not, you're <laughs> delighted I'm delighted but but also you have a fantastic website as well so yep. sometimes it's hard to get that kind of jewellery offering in a family run website but online is what I'm Absolutely. trying to say and me and you work together a wee bit on the website thing when I was working with you for influence and campaign and people were going to your website buying the jewellery and having that experience without ever coming in store so what is your website it's jackmurphyjewellers.com okay perfect Thanks. so um yes thank you so much for coming Gemma and yes I can't wait until the next podcast when you're going to tell me all about your TikTok uh, <laughs> success <laughs> thank you so much thank you as always thank you so much for joining me on the dig podcast it's my absolute privilege to speak to thousands of you each week if you want to connect and become part of the Dig community, then follow Dig for Success on social media or sign up to our email list on digforsuccess.com. Until next week, just remember, this is your time to drive your business forward.